0: There are four. Here's the one that I call Pymander. Okay, I guess we're really doing this. Uh, hello. Um, Gwidian has asked for some time off. He's back in the pyramid. I'm Pymander Aquarian. Uh, you can usually find me uh, over at Buddhist Books Podcast. But here I am on Chicken Philosophy today. My first time. All right, so normally on, well, normally, recently on Carl Jung Black Books. We've been pulling a rune first thing, but it's something I like to do at the beginning. This I highly recommend. Of all, I have a lot of different um, Tibetan type incense and this, just the smell, whew, whew, is by far my favorite Um. They're all, they're all pretty good. Most of them. But this one is, this one is special. Okay. And now that that's taken care of, I'll pull a rune. So, Gwydion was born in 2000. The body was born in 1978. BT, 19, I mean, yeah, 1993. Edward, 2007, and Pymander, 2012. So you might say I'm the the current one, and the others are uh, ghosts. (laughs) Okay, so we've got the one that looks like a bee. And uh, first, we'll stick it on the screen. Right about there. Very nice, I think, I hope. And, uh, now we'll read about it. Alright. The one that looks like a bee is called growth. Maybe appropriate, I don't know. Let's see how the episode goes. Um. Growth. Birch tree. Associated with fertility rights. Rebirth. New life. All right. (sighs) Okay. Let's get to today's reading. I should have kept the magnifying glass handy. November 26th, 1913. In which underworld am I? It is dark. And black as death, everything deceives. Quote, don't let yourself be distracted from what you have to do. End quote, the voice says. What is it I shall do? Tell you more about my inner matters? Meta, Shall I overcome the daemon of my interior? Give him time out. Is it the hundred-headed dragon? Oh, shit. The eight-headed dragon is bad enough. I have to bid silence to all these voices that want to hinder me. That want to block the way with painful mockery. Otherwise, I won't cut through. Is it really your firm will, my soul? Don't ask why. To what end is it useful? Is it valuable? Do it. Despite the tiresome trial of doubt, the mountain shall be climbed. Despite the conviction, near conviction, of worthlessness, of undertaking, faith shall triumph, without the quietest, the supremely quiet proof of the correctness and the value of my action. My pen bristles regardless. Oh, what impotence of the intellect! Life pushes me beyond criticism. You, my soul, and you alone know that it is not hypocritical self-admiration, not hubris, that drives me forth to talk to you about me. You want it. I cannot resist you. Hence, I set about speaking again to you About change of things, which, of which, about things of which, what? Where did change come in? It didn't. My brain added that. I'll try that sentence again. Hence, I set about speaking again to you about things of which I have spoken before. About my dreams, parentheses, shut up, disgust, and parentheses. Half a year or so, before I had the dream about the white bird, I dreamed the following. I was in a southern town, on a rising street with narrow half-landings. It was twelve o'clock midday, bright sunshine. An old Austrian customs guard, or someone similar, passes by me, lost in thought. Someone says, that is one who cannot die. He died already thirty to forty years ago, but has not yet managed to decompose. I was very surprised. Here a striking figure came, a knight of powerful build, clad in yellowish armor. He looks solid and inscrutable, and nothing impresses him. On his back, he carried a red Maltese cross. He has continued to exist from the 12th century and daily, between 12 and one o'clock midday. He takes the same route. No one marvels at these two apparitions, but I was extremely surprised. I hold back my interpretive skills as regards the old Austrian. Freud occurred to me, as regards the night, I myself. That's night with a K. Inside, a voice calls, quote, it is all empty and disgusting, and quote, I must hear it. After that, I had this dream about one and a half years ago. I am lying on a bed, with my wife, in a chamber, with an opening ceiling parentheses, similar to the roofless houses of Pompeii. End parentheses. All at once, my wife startles and climbs the wall rapidly, and disappears upward. She wears a long white dress with mystical figures, such as witches or heretics who are burnt at the stake. At that moment, I was woken in reality by a strong noise from the window, shutter, as if pebbles are thrown against it. In the room, something strange trips on the floor, something like a larger bird. I rush to make light. Outside, the moon shines bright. Everything is still. Inside, nothing. I look at my watch. Three o'clock. The next morning at 7 a.m., a telegram that Hedwig Schertznegger Stu... Stuart's... The ending of last names like that. It's S-T-U-T... S-T-U-R-Z-E-N-E-G-G-E-R has died suddenly and unexpectedly. He underlined suddenly and unexpectedly. Retrospective investigations revealed that he had, she had died at 3 o'clock. She, Hedwig, okay. Hedwig is a she. Okay. Uh, had died at 3 o'clock at night. <clears throat> Why is that? I have to be patient. My God, how difficult. But you want me to go even when I am blind. On 3rd August, 1913, my on my journey to England, I had a dream. I am sitting opposite to an elderly lady and admire how quickly she has grasped the analysis. Suddenly, there appears a little child's hand. It turns my head around and I see the little blonde girl with ineffable delight. She kisses me, and I wake up with tears of emotion. This dream provided me with great assurance for the time in London, parentheses, Congress, and parentheses. Three weeks ago, I had a long dream. <clears throat> Middle Ages, I am together with peasants who want to plunder a monastery. At nightfall, the monastery ought to be captured. We hid ourselves in the shallow of the wall. But the leader, a bad fellow, gets frightened and retreats with his gang. I stay. Fragmentary intermezzo. intermezzo, My mother-in-law, has brought home with her an interesting book from Munich entitled The Spread of Buddhism in England. There is a shown there it is shown that Buddhist monasteries spread all over England in a dangerous way. <laughs> it comes with depictions of monasteries in medieval form. Circumve, circumvalidated circum, circumvolated excuse me twice with big canons of oh, those kinds of Buddhist monasteries. Alright. The book contains texts translated from the Sanskrit uncle and aunt Bentel. parentheses the biggest Philistines exclamation point and have read it. What? Okay, Uncle. Those people, Uncle and Aunt, the biggest philistines, have read it. Read the book. Okay. She had dreams. Jung's dreams. Anyway, she has not understood an expression. Parentheses. Masturbationist causa. Uncle explains it to her. I am very interested in the book. All right. The monastery was destroyed a long time ago. Grass grows on the ruins. I am sitting as a derelict well in a courtyard, at a derelict well in a courtyard. From the well grows a tripartite tree with a delightful green shade. I look down and remember the monks, and it seems to me as if they sat on this place the same way. In the depths of the well, I can see delicate wire meshes, each of them representing an underground floor where the monks used to walk. On the uppermost mesh lie small pea-sized red pellets, These are falling into the depths and get caught in certain meshes. This way the upper meditating monk can indicate to the observers below what thoughts he has. The monastery is in existence again. I am in the past, a mighty corridor. I see lay brothers, strong men in different costumes, parentheses, furs, White pleated clothes, medieval to ancient, And parentheses. I am in the refectory, a hall as big as a church, With three mighty arched windows, Renaissance Renaissance style, Gray marble columns, everything is mighty and beautiful and wide, A long-laid table below the windows, The abbot sits in the middle, lost in thoughts, disheveled hair, parentheses, ideas, a lunatic, Dionysus, <laughs> and parentheses. not far, not far away from him sits someone with a female face, colorful groups of young men with beautiful spiritual eyes. I leave and suddenly an old college friend is standing in front of me, an unstable, insignificant person, a chatterer and parentheses. I ask him quote, Do you still remember how we were together in the monastery of Ichenbach ninety years ago? And was this a men's or woman's cloister? He says with a distinctive smile. Quote, of course a woman's cloister. And quote. I thought after waking a men's cloister, ever since then, many new thoughts about new forms of society." Um, by the way, if this is the first one you're seeing and you would like kind of a thirty-one or so uh, episodes, half-hour-ish long episodes. Of overview before just jumping into reading uh, Jung's journal entries then feel free to click here and then you can start at the beginning of the first of the black books as you can see we're reading the second one see the the open space there for those who see me for those on the audio only podcast um, hi okay I'll keep reading 28th November, 1913. With inner resistance, I approach this book. I ceaselessly devalue it, and yet something forces me to dive into it, actually into myself. Why? It wants to follow this way, strange. My soul leads me into the desert into the desert of my own self. I did not think that my soul is a desert, and yet it seems to be the case, a barren, hot desert, dusty and without drink. The journey leads through hot sand, slowly waiting without a visible goal to hope for. It seems to be necessary that way. In former times, I would have revolted against these thoughts. But since I know that you, my soul, always know better, I follow you. How eerie is this hot wasteland. It seems to me that the way would lead so far away from mankind. I do not dare to ask for the where to. It would be useless anyway. Why look ahead? I could not recognize it anyway. I only saw the sad and ugly, and the beautiful came to me. Why should I lament over this? I take my way step by step, not knowing how long my journey will last. Why is myself a desert? This thought has never occurred to me. Have I lived too much outside of myself in men and events? It seems to be the case. Then why did I avoid myself? Was I not dear to myself? What a description. Oh, excuse me. What a deception. I have avoided myself. No, actually myself, the place of my soul where she dwelled and lived. I have never returned to this place except while dreaming. I was my thoughts after I was no longer events and other men. But I was not myself confronted with my thoughts. I was still in my thoughts, whereas I should even rise up above my thoughts to my own self, the place of my soul. And this myself is a desert, unwatered. And untended. My journey goes there, and that is why it seems to lead away from men and events, into solitude with myself. It is solitude to be with Is it solitude to be with oneself? Solitude is true only when the self is a desert. I hear the words, quote, an anchorite in his own desert end quote. The monks in the Syrian desert occur to me. My dream? Should I make a garden out of the desert? Should I people a desolate land and make it inhabitable? Because all the inhabitable lands are flooded with humans and stormed by the uproar of life? Should I open the airy magic garden of the desert? For All those who want to escape the the dense bustle of outer life, I am clueless. What leads me into the desert, and what am I to do there? Do I play hide-and-seek with myself? Do I not want to see it? What deception can I not trust with my thoughts to handle, not as underlined? Only life is true and only life leads me into the desert, truly not my thinking, which would like to return to thoughts, to men and events, since it feels uncanny in the desert. I ask you, my soul, my life, what am I to do here? I hear the cruel word, wait, this is the devil's most horrible punishment of hell. He lets people wait. Torment belongs to the desert. I actually know it, but I didn't want to know. In the desert, waiting. X, X, oh, okay. There's two X's crossed out. I'm not sure what that means. And for what? Nothingness surrounds me. I think he started to write something. It must have crossed out what he was writing. And, and so it's illegible. Anyway. Nothingness surrounds me without an echo. And yet the feeling of events crowded behind the faraway horizon, occasionally conjuring up fata morgana. But reality is waiting. I think of Christianity in the desert. Physically, those ancients went into the desert. Did they, too, enter the desert of their own self? Or was their self not as barren and desolate as mine? There they wrestled with the devil. I wrestle with waiting. It seems to me not since it is truly a hot hell. I am tired. Release me. Okay, well that was two of uh, Carl Jung's journal entries from the Black Books, and uh, I'll close with that today. Part of it reminded me of one of my teachers. He passed away in 2014, and I know he would disapprove of me showing you that picture. I'm sorry, Gordon. I love you. I miss you very much. Um, He once taught me uh, not to think your thoughts or feel your feelings, but to observe the thinking, to observe the feeling. When something happens and you have an emotional reaction, observe the emotional reaction. Rather than resisting, opposing, trying to stop these things, trying to stop the thoughts, trying to stop the emotion, because then you actually double your problem because you have the thoughts, and then you have more thoughts trying to fight those thoughts, and then you just have this cluttery mess, a war, war of thoughts, and that's where people give up meditation when they think they're supposed to make their minds stop chattering. And when, you, when someone insults you, observe where the emotion comes from and what it feels like. And if you say something back, watch yourself say it back. If you think something in your head, observe yourself thinking it in your head. If you're the one thinking it, if you think, Oh, that made me think this, that made me feel this, and you really believe that you're in those thoughts and feelings, then you're kind of, you're not in meditation. You're not in the state that I was uh, striving for at the time in the context of the conversation. And then on the other hand, if you're trying to make yourself not feel a certain way, trying to make yourself not think. He said what Suzuki taught him, his Roshi in San Francisco back in the 50s, was listen to the river. And at the time that he was teaching me, Gordon, there was no river, but there was a street outside, not a, not a busy street, but occasionally a car would go by. He'd say, do you hear that? Hear that car go by? That's how you know you're here. When, you're, when you go away, when you go into your own head, when you drift off into the past or into the future, you don't hear the ambient sounds. They're there, you hear them, you're maybe recording them, but you're not hearing them. They're not as much a part of your moment as they are in reality. This reality, this moment, these things you're experiencing in this moment, the sound of the river or the sound of the traffic, the smell of this room, the way the walls affects my voice, you know, um, that's here. That's now. Your thoughts are also here now. Be here, observing the thoughts, observing the emotions, observing the ambient sounds outside and inside, observing your own pulse, observing your breathing. So yeah, that was uh, that was Gordon's lesson on meditation that this uh journal entry of carl you reminded me of and i thought i would share it and i hope everybody has a wonderful day and uh thank you or me thank me for inviting me i guess i don't know it's a little confusing but uh to be um to guest host i hope this isn't like a permanent situation but anyway um if you miss Gwydion, he wanted me to mention that he's going to be focusing on his main channel, Gwydion's Astral Coffee House. And uh he's grateful that uh Chicken Philosophy allowed him to come back into form with a new hat and a new personality. Um supposed to the red one that died a few years ago. <laughs> and uh yeah, other than that, um Edward has a new um Video called Shanghai it's not new but it's new you should check it out Uh, just yeah subscribe to his channel Edward Reeb is a good channel and um, okay I'm going to go ahead and close in the usual manner that I close on Buddhist books might be a little unusual for chicken philosophy but uh, you're just going to have to deal with it (laughs) to the north and to the south to the east and to the west To the spirits of light among us, and to the spirits below, we send out our reverent love and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings.